Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. Sally and Brett, you know the drill. A-Town on the mic. Excuse me, on the ones and twos. Sally, how are you? That was very tactical. I, hey, we're getting to it this episode. We have a move to deal with. We do. So but there's, we... there's moving pieces. There's moving people. I spent uh, all day, actually, at the new office. Mm-hmm. Washed Media HQ. Technically, like, two and a half. Uh, because the first headquarters was... Will's old house's attic, in theory, yeah, would be our, our first headquarters, second being the current location, and then the next one being so uh, I, the new like spot. So like 3.0. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it three personally, but you can argue that the company was founded in Will's old rental house attic. It wasn't an attic. Or ma- master suite, right? Master bedroom. Master bedroom. Office. Slash office. Cool spot. Great the spot. master bedroom of that place was enormous. Did you ever go in there? Yeah, I mean, if that was where they had like the couches and stuff set yeah. up, then yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I started. I was there for like six months. I, I mean, we didn't come in here that. until April. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I spent plenty plenty of time there in the. You've been here for two years. Two and a half, Sally. Well, no, you said April. I've been. Oh, I thought you meant like washed. No, yeah. You didn't know, but the wash has moved, been in this place. Washed has been in this location for pretty much two years, like on the dot. Yeah. I think. I think that's maybe right. March, but yeah, two years. That's crazy. Doesn't feel like it. Time flies. Time having fun. Certainly, certainly flies. Um, you can help us pass the time by submitting your questions so we can uh, answer them on this very show, The Mail-In Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Hit follow on Spotify for us. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. Uh, quick thought. The new office is awesome. and I can't wait for it. Have you seen it yet? Have you been, like, been, I haven't in been it? in it yet. Okay. No. It's, gonna, it's really Next cool. Next week, I guess. It's going to be, it's going to take probably two, like people think we're going to move in tomorrow and then do like the office cribs tour. It's not going to be done yet. We don't have desks. We won't have like a wall up in a certain place. So we'll be in it though by next week. I just realized that like next time we record is Fritz's birthday. Ooh. Yeah. Happy birthday, Fritz man. So we'll have to be very tactical on that one. Can, can confirm. Or like do it during his nap time. We'll have to figure something out for that day. Maybe we, we just do it with Fritz. Yeah, he could come and give advice. He's like a yeah. one-year-old. He's He's got a lot of life experience. Or a baby. Yeah. Shouts to Fritz. I saw him in when he came over to uh, Dylan's house. He He's one of the fastest crawlers I've ever seen. He is trucking. He, he, how does he go so fast? Because he, I think, so... I think part of the reason he's so good at crawling and he's like mm-hmm. pretty uninterested in walking is because he's got really fat knees, so it like doesn't Ooh, hurt him. Okay. He's got like knee pads already built into his chonky ass legs. Yeah. Man, he was cruising around. Yeah. So it's exciting stuff for the Fritz man. He's he's up soon, man. He was he could stand up and like not walk or like stand on his own, but he's pretty comfortable like leaning on things for sure. He does lean, yeah. yeah he's, a, he's, he's lean with it, Fritz with it. Okay, anyway, want to do the questions? Yeah. Okay. Hey, y'all. I'm starting a new job next week, and my company sent me a, quote, getting to know you survey. What are some good work-appropriate hobbies to put down? My weekends usually include happy hours, the occasional workout class, and honestly just relaxing on the couch or by the pool with my dog. You know, the basic activities you do in your early 30s. 
I don't want to sound lame to my new coworkers, but I'm seriously struggling with what to write. Any ideas are much appreciated. Love the pod and thank you. What were you telling your new coworkers, Sally? Um, I mean, I have the exact same hobbies this person does. Like, <laughs> hanging with your dog, working out once in a while, and happy hours. Basically, I, I think that's the. Watching it's TV. easy to overthink this one. Uh, well, because like who? I mean, okay, I know people have like legitimate hobbies. I am not that person. I I don't think that my friends are those people. You had the embroidery bug for like a, a hot set. Yeah, and actually, I told Will last night that oh, I boy. think I want to get into pottery. Because a girl oh that I am friends with from college has been getting into pottery. And I'm like, every time I see her stuff, I'm like, she's just making her own plates now. Her own ceramic mugs. Like, so you have a friend that makes her own clothes. You also have a friend who makes her own Yeah, plates. so I actually do have friends who like have actual hobbies, <laughs> apparently. But most of my friends, if you ask them what their hobbies were, they'd be like watching Bravo. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Summer house, tight. Um, the nothing makes you feel more shitty about yourself than watching the great british baking show because oh gosh i mean okay that i should clarify the great british baking show is amazing and such an uplifting show and you're like wow i love everyone everything is butterflies and rainbows Mm -hmm. but these people who are amateur bakers none of them are professionals they all have like real jobs and they do this shit on the weekend okay so that like baking is already an intense hobby for them and they're really good at it but the like do little, you know, like personal reels about, you know, Brett is a, um, he's a content creator and da 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 at Wash Media. But on his, in his spare time, he makes, you know, corn husk dolls for blind children. Oh my god! And like, so these people, <laughs> these people, like, it's like they're baking at essentially a professional level as an amateur. They have their full time job, and then they like do all this other shit. Like, one of them, uh. I mean, like, a lot of them are, like, gardeners and stuff. They're all British. But, like, mm-hmm. one of them, like, does all the – she doesn't collect classic cars, but she doesn't have triples of anything. But she – she <laughs> She's got, got doubles. She's just got doubles. No, but she, like, does something about classic cars. Like, she, like, mm-hmm. is really invested in classic cars, goes to all these classic car shows. Like, that's her hobby. And then oh this gosh. other guy, like, with his kids, like, collects stamps. I Just, like, crazy shit. You're, like – Okay, so I would be lucky to have like one legit hobby that was baking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but on top of this, you have like eight other ones. You've like got your garden, you've got the like That's crazy. What do people have all this time? It's because everybody That's works from issue. home now. That's what it is. You but work like, from home no, with hobbies. I mean, Great British Baking Show has been doing this for, you know, I mean, I think I started watching it probably five or six years ago. And these oh, people okay. were like 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 traveling. Nurses I'm like, how do you have the time to like work your job? job and bake and paint. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But so I think what I would say is I, you can do basic stuff. No one's going to be like, <laughs> look at this idiot. Yeah. But you could also do stuff that like no one's going to really check up on. You could be like, I just got into baking. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. although yeah. if you say that, then people might be like, oh, like bake us something. But if you like to mm-hmm. cook, like be like, I'm really into cooking for myself. Or, um, yeah, you could lie and say you're getting into pottery right now. Yeah, I've recently picked up guitar or pottery or something like that. I don't but have like, a single hobby in my life, I don't think. You don't have one? I mean, you have a child, so like that kind of I mean, takes but up even pre-kid. I, I, I mean, I what's like, your hobby? Uh, drinking. 
Okay, but I'm talking about like okay, I'm talking not happy hour no. or like yeah, happy hanging hours. out with friends. Uh, I love guitar. Do you play guitar regularly? Yeah, absolutely. Like, when's the last time you played guitar? Uh, yesterday. How often do you play guitar? Probably f- six times a week. So you play almost every day for yes. how long? For an hour, hour, two hours. Okay, that's a hobby. I think that's a legit hobby. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily like tell a lot of people that but i'm i'm a I w- i'm probably what you'd call a campfire guitarist i don't bring yeah. my guitar but i if like you're like oh play whatever i can i can probably figure out a chord progression to get you there yeah um recently it's cooking like i am getting very much into cooking like shouts to hello fresh and green chef honestly mm-hmm. non-spawn but they are making me much 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 better in the kitchen so I'm like very much enjoying cooking meals for myself. See, I like cooking, but I'm, a it's not lot, a hobby. But I'm no. like, is that a hobby? I'm not like, I'm just like doing that for sustenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love maps. That's not really a hobby. Yeah, I'm I mean, like you and I guy. both yeah. know we could get on a map. We for can a go. While. We could go. Yeah, give me a map. I'm I'm on it for for hours. I mean, you. This girl could definitely say that. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm into the, maps. I'm a map person. Uh, like Will can draw and like paint, and he's That's artistic. Cool. Would I you am not? Is, would you say golf is a hobby? Yeah. Yeah. So golf, guitar, and maps. I think for me, my, if you asked, I would be like Pilates. But like, is that a hobby? That's just me trying to like not be like. Do you do like home Pilates though? Yeah. Yeah, that's pr- like working at your like, craft. I, I of- think Pilates. For me, it's just a way to like be hot this summer, like and have a, a body. There you go. Hotness journeys are are hobbies in themselves, right? Like if if I really had to sit down and list my hobbies, hear what I think they are. Okay, okay. Uh, no judgment. Uh, way overthinking about sending texts Ooh, and emails okay. to people and my wording. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, let's go one for one. Like our real hobbies, uh, doom scrolling Twitter for me. Uh, okay, uh, online shopping and putting things in my favorites and then Ooh. never buying them. Okay, procrastinating so, and making lists on my notes app to do later. Yeah, Those are, uh, that's my real oh, hobby. Oh, I love. I like handwriting lists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and yeah. then like losing them four minutes later and then never actually crossing anything off of them. But it felt good in the moment. It feels good. Mm-hmm. I love. I is this a hobby that like. When we go on trips, like I plan every single thing out, like down to a minute itinerary, mm-hmm. even though I know I'm not going to stick to it, but like I need to like have. Yeah. That's a personality type and a hobby. Is what if, what if. Zillowing you, houses I can't afford. Hobby. Yeah. What about um, getting on eight different airline apps mm-hmm. because skip lagged isn't doing what I wanted to mm-hmm. and then comparing flights based on different days to like a psychotic and different cities yeah, to like a psychotic level of yep. like hobby. Okay. Cool. See, you should write down all of that <laughs> stuff. You're like, instead of what I'm going to say and like, write your psycho being, tendencies. Yeah, instead of being like, I like to walk my dog, be like, I like to psychotically look on eight different airline apps at a time and, yeah. and uh, peruse. Which, I like <laughs> to peruse shop up. Add 40 expensive things to my wish list and then never buy a single one of them. Like right. I'm a personal shopper. That's a hobby. Okay. I like to design my future golf course that I want to build in my head and on paper. And my no, you know what I you know what's a legitimate hobby? I love drawing and like floor planning 
houses I want to build. Like yeah. my, my, my dream house, I'm putting that in quote, but like I have probably 50 different drawings of houses in my, my apartment. Just yeah. like, oh, I'd like the kitchen here or the great room here or the, like the dining room here. My, that's I guess that's a legitimate hobby. Though. Yeah, I have no legit hobbies, so I have to find one now because I like curating my Instagram page. That's a hobby. I don't. <sighs> not not my 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 Discover feed. I should say. There you I go. don't like. How do you curate your Discover feed? Because like right now I'm in this like doom loop of like mm. of like bloggers who are two different sizes, like a medium and a large, and they try on the same outfit just over and over again. I fucking hate those oh my videos. God, Sally, that is... I don't know how to get out of them. And then like sad. And then like a lot of baby stuff, like okay. a lot of baby like like mommy bloggers that I like also don't care about. Mm -hmm. I want like, I want my curated Instagram to be like Haley Bieber okay. and uh, cake decorating videos. Ooh, okay. Or cookie decorating videos. Uh, and then like some of the like calming... ASMR stuff. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like someone teaching me how to apply my makeup correctly. Ooh, okay. That's how I want to create my Discover feed. I, but right now, my Discover feed. <laughs> I mean, I'll just. I, this is a column idea I've had, by the way, is okay. a trip through my Discover feed. My Discover feed right now. Uh, Literally a mommy blogger that says, are you worried he will leave you? And then two minutes later, it says, this is a real, me remembering he would owe me more ch child support than I'm worth. Ooh. That's not my reality, okay? Uh, <laughs> here, let me, um, I can't find the two. Uh, I, I have these two girls that are just two different sizes and they try on all the same That's outfits. That's their whole shtick. It's so annoying. Oh my and God. I hate all their outfits. But I keep getting surface content. <laughs> and you watch every single fucking video. <laughs> I watch them all. Like, is that a hobby? Yeah, it, it is. Scrolling through reels 11 is a hobby. 11 p.m. Instagram being like, fuck, how did get I get this off my page? Off of me. Yeah. Okay. My, and by, when I say curating, I like to go in like my saved. I use my saved feature a lot, which yeah. basically just paints a picture of the future houses that I want to build, like I just said two minutes ago. And yeah. weirdly enough, they're all the same like color aesthetic. So I definitely have a, a color wheel. I have yeah. a colorway, a personal colorway. Put it nice. that way. Anyway, you know, it's a, a hobby that I want to get into. What? I mentioned cooking. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. But grilling is certainly a hobby that people have that I don't necessarily yet, but Butcher Botch is going to help me get there. Poor Adam's panicking because he put the wrong sponsor up. It's Butcher okay. Botch. Uh, Sally, did you see I did a clam bake? The other week? Yeah, I saw. Thanks for the invite. I literally invited Will. I think you also invited me while you were recording, actually, but like. Okay. So everybody, I invited Adam. Everybody, every, every dotted our T's and crossed our I's. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Butcher Botch helped me out there because we did, not only did we do clams, not only did we do dogs, hot dogs, we did ground beef burgers that were phenomenal. And that was Butcher Botch ground beef. And if you listen to this ad all the way through, you can get free round beef for life. But wait, ButcherBox is a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of high, finding high quality meat. Kind of like a dating app. Just kidding. ButcherBox sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range chicken, wild-caught uh, seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. 
I mentioned the ground beef. They've also uh, sent me steak tips. They also sent me lobster tails that are delicious. They sent me pork, which I'm brilliant. I'm on a pork kick now, apparently. I didn't know I liked pork that much, but I do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my favorite thing about what Butcher Botch does. What is what is your favorite cut of meat, Sally? Really depends. Okay. On what kind of mood I'm in. But I do love I think we've talked about this before. I was not into steak when I was pregnant and I'm having mm-hmm. steak is having a resurgence in my life right now. So I like a good like filet. That's fun. I bake give me a bacon wrap filet. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have one of those tomorrow. I mean, can I just throw a pro tip at you? Yeah. We made New York strips the other day. Okay. From Butcher Box mm-hmm. in our air fryer. Whoa. Yeah. Delightful. Air frying a steak. A little white trash sounding, but came out perfect. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to have to look into that. You got to let it rest for a while. Okay. That's it's good very to know. Important with you, that's good to know with you guys. You got to let the meat rest. That's good to know across the board. Not, yeah. I don't think enough people let their meat rest. Whether they're on the grill, on the pan, in the oven, in the air fryer, you let your meat rest, folks. Mm-hmm. Very important stuff. Every month, ButcherBot ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental U.S. Each box contains between 8 and 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. That's crazy. It's packed fresh and shipped for your convenience so you can see, uh, excuse me, so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. You can customize your box or go with one of their pre-selected options. Either way, you get exactly what you want. This is your chance. Never have to shop for ground beef again. That's right. ButcherBotch is giving new customers uh, free ground beef for life. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash mail-in and get two pounds of ground beef free in every order for the life of your membership. Again, log on to butcherbox.com slash mail-in to claim this deal. Let's do a voicemail. Hey, guys. This is a question about AirPods or headphones. Now, I know like you normally wear them when you're doing stuff by yourself or when you don't want to bother others or when you work out, whatever. What about other social situations? Do you think it's rude or acceptable to wear headphones doing things like going grocery shopping, um, getting a haircut? I saw someone do that and it made me think about this. Are there certain situations where AirPods are used but are unacceptable or vice versa? Uh, Let me know your thoughts. Bye. AirPods in public, Sally. I, this is probably trash of me, but I feel like you can wear AirPods whenever you want. Wherever, whenever. Okay. On or just like in your ears and not playing anything? I feel like we live in a like world now where like people are very comfortable like doing their own thing and it's not mm-hmm. it's becoming more socially acceptable to like not be neighborly and friendly. <laughs> And so very true. I like I don't know. I I'm never going to be offended by somebody wearing their AirPods. Like I feel like this happens to me all the time at work. Someone's like wearing their AirPods and they'll like take them out to talk to me. I'm like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Okay. The only time it really annoys me is like when you're on the phone on the AirPods, which this has always happened with Bluetooth speakers and stuff. Like I don't know if you're talking to me or not, and it's really annoying and I can't yeah. I don't until I see that little thing in your ear. Yeah. And especially now that they're smaller, I'm like, are they speaking to me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I 
I don't know what it is, and I think I'm just kind of realizing this. I get really annoyed when people are wearing AirPods at like uh, maybe a coffee shop and they're ordering something, and the poor barista is like, "Can you say that again?" Or like, "What do you, what would you like?" And they're like on a conversation or See, I AirPods. Think, in. I think that is like I I do think that's trash. I think you can wear them in public, especially on like public transportation or in the airport or yeah. whatever. But I think the thing that is nice to do and courteous is to like mm -hmm. take one out when you're talking to somebody so that Absolutely. they know you're yeah. hearing them <laughs> like, i think anywhere there's conversation is not expected right airport public transportation um like waiting for something at a bus stop whatever totally fine if you're like yeah, me like i'm thinking a grocery store and i see people walking around with airpods in on a conversation crazy have them in at a grocery store, like walking around, like it, listening, listening to, to music, podcast. listening to the mail-in podcast, perfectly yeah. fine. But please take one or both out when you're like checking out and yeah. when conversation is expected. Yeah. I think that's probably a fair ground rule. Right? Yeah. What do you think about if you were going to get your hair cut and have your AirPods in? Uh, I've, I've never thought of doing that in my life, but I think guys are different because our haircuts are like 25 minutes. Yeah. And even some are, some are even shorter than that. Some are like 10. But like women have to, you know, they dye their hair and their cuts take long and their hair takes long to dry. So I don't know. I think it probably comes down to the relationship between you and your I hair I agree about that. I think if you, because I've seen somebody like wear AirPods, like getting their nails done or something. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they probably care about that, especially if you're not like close to the person who's doing your nails. Mm -hmm. Uh because they're expecting you to like kind of zone out anyway. Yeah. I think my hairstylist, if I went in and I was like, hey, I'm going to be listening to something, she probably wouldn't give a shit. Gotcha. I know like this is going to be very stereotypical and like movie of me, but like people go to the hairdresser, like girls, and they get their hair done for four hours and they're like on the phone with their mom or their sister or their best friend for like two hours. Well, no, because I feel like, I don't know, at least for my hairstylist and I never... um I never have to dye my hair, but I do get mm -hmm. it cut and it takes a long time because I have a lot of hair. Uh, Shouts. We talk the whole time. It's like kind of yeah. catching up. And it, mostly because I think if you're a hairstylist, you are really good at talking to people. Like mm -hmm. she's always asking me questions probably Ooh. because she's just good at her job. Yeah. And she's keeping the conversation flowing. But like part of me wonders like, would she rather just be silent? <laughs> yeah. No, I. It's probably I really nice for them to that. like not have to talk. Oh, I always think about that. Like if there's an opportunity to stop a conversation or just kind of like let it fizzle with a hairdresser, hairstylist, I don't know. Yeah. The, is there a proper term? I don't know. Um, I, I always kind of like let it fizzle because I'm, yeah. I'm like, you don't, you don't want to be convert. You converse enough. I feel right. like when you get a, like I go to salons. Yeah. I feel like she cuts women's hair all day and it's nice to have a guy walk in and she's like, okay, I have 30 minutes of just like. Yeah. Peace. I don't have to say a whole lot. I, um, when I was in school, I would study while I would get my hair done. Oh, okay. And so I would have, I think it was called Quizlet. I cannot remember what the app was, but it was like flashcards. Adam, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I would just do those because like tight. I could have it on my phone and I would mm -hmm. literally just tell them beforehand like, hey, I'm going to be doing this. So I'm probably not going to talk very much. Yeah. So I think just be courteous. If you're wearing your headphones around it, think about it. Think about AirPods like if you were wearing giant over ear headphones. If you wear them around in public, who cares? But if somebody's like 
going to interact with you and you're like ordering a coffee, like you should yeah. move one to the side so that like if they have totally to ask agree. you a question, they can't. I and then this, I think this is going to be a, a hot take. I think doing calls on AirPods is like. Not, it's not a trash move. It's just like I, I'm making fun of you for doing calls on AirPods. Because I don't it, it's call like you're talking it on my AirPods enough to like. I need to see you physically like this. But maybe you don't want the phone next to your head. Like, think about how gross your phone is, like touching your face. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly did it, but I just, I think it looks funny. I'm not, I'm, I'm like old man yells at Cloud. Put your phone up to your ear. Kid, <laughs> let's do the next one. Hey, Brett and Sally, long time, first time. Bit of a long one, so bear with me. Uh, thought this question would be great to ask both of you because one, it involves Hinge, shouts to Brett, and two, it involves a nurse, shouts to Sally, who is, are you technically not a nurse? I am a nurse. Okay. For some background, I'm, license. I'm your run-of-the-mill 25-year-old guy living in New York City. I work for a tech company. I go out with my friends on the weekend. I live with a couple of buddies in an overpriced apartment, the whole nine yards. I can... Picture this guy, there is literally one million of you in New York. However, I would consider myself to be a bit of a hopeless romantic, so still one million, who has been looking to find that someone, uh, that special someone. I do perfectly fine for myself in the girl department, shouts, but have been longing for more than just meaningless hookups at this point. Long story short, I met a girl on Hinge a couple of weeks ago who is a nurse who rotates between days and nights every couple of months. She's absolutely great, and I really like her. We've been talking consistently since then and have gone on a couple dates as well. The dates have gone great and we share a lot of mutual interests and friends since we both grew up in the same general area. The interest seems like it's there from both of us given the dates have ended each with a kiss and a see you soon? Question mark. Two questions here. First for Sally. When it comes to dating nurses given their unusual schedules, what is the best way to go about spending time with them while respecting their time off slash exhaustion slash lack of free time. She just sent me her schedule so I know when she's free, but I know if I were in her shoes, I would have a hard time juggling social life with my friends, dating, working absurd hours, and so on. So I want to be respectful of her time. Any do's and don'ts for going out with nurses? Second question for Brett. Since you met your girlfriend through Hinge, what, if any, hiccups did that cause in the initial stages of your relationship? How did you go about taking the leap and making it official with a girl from Hinge? I personally don't think there should be a stigma around finding your partner online, but I understand that it still exists. I really like this girl and just want to make sure I did it right. Thanks and love the pod. Sally first. Okay. Um, being a nurse has some upsides, mm -hmm. but if she's probably working a 312 schedule, which is like what a lot of nurses do. Um, so you every week work three 12 hour shifts, usually seven to seven. Mm -hmm. Um, so if she's on day shift, it's like those three days, say she's working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Oof. those are going to suck because yeah. it's all back to back and you get home from work at like seven 30 or eight, depending on like when you actually get off and then you have to go to bed because you have to be at work at six 45. So, mm -hmm. um, on those days, like I would literally come home and eat over my sink and then get in bed. <laughs> like oh my God. I was a loser. Uh, but you also just don't have time. Like, but as, and it depends on how long you've been a nurse. When I was a newer nurse, I was like terrified to like do anything. And then mm -hmm. there were like times where I would like go out 
and then have to go to work the next day. Sure. Um, so depending on like what her, how she comfortable she feels like on days where she's working and she has to work the next day. If you like want to see her, it's always nice to be like, Hey, like, let me, can I bring over some food for you when you get home? And like, we can watch a movie. Cause like mm-hmm. no one wants to like work and stand on their feet for 12 hours and then go home and like have to get ready for a day. Yeah, or absolutely like that. not. Um, so being cognizant of that and like, even trying to like schedule stuff on her off days for me, it was like, I would work three days in a row. And then that next day for me, day four was like, I was so exhausted. I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. So it's that, that fourth day is even like a, it's a wash at that point. Yeah. Like maybe a happy hour on the fourth day. Uh, especially I feel like it's really hard for nurses when we have to do weekends because you just are watching all of your friends like live their like nine to five mm-hmm. life and then you are like working Saturday and Sunday and it really sucks and like it it is what it is but to like help lessen the blow of FOMO it was always nice like I mean we were also long distance but like Will would come mm-hmm. in town and like stay w- with me even though I literally was not there he would like come and hang out in Houston and then yeah. I would come home and like see him you just um, kind of hang and yeah not have to go to el tiempo not have to like right you order sushi in and just chill but it's also really nice because she probably will be able to you know have a long weekend if y'all are at the point where you could like go do something that's awesome town, yeah you know? so you would have three on and then basically four days off or like one day like on, on call just, or kind of it depends. just depends on how you schedule it like i yeah. sell scale yeah, scheduled myself and mm-hmm. a lot of nurses do that too so it's usually not set days okay um and i would know my schedule like six months out oh wow i remember okay. when will and i first started dating and i sent him my schedule and i think it really overwhelmed him oh boy because he was like when am i gonna see you in between yeah. this and give her more credit than what like you feel like she can handle she probably can it seems very mundane to her we're just really mm-hmm. used to that like yeah. i used to work I would like smush all mine together and work like six days in a row. So I'd work like Wednesday thir- or fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then I would be off for like, say I had a trip or something. Yeah. I mean, that is a really, really exhausting time, but it you can do yeah, it. Yeah, you could kind of finagle things. I think this guy, you know, like good for him for for even saying like, I, hey, shoot me your schedule. I'd love to yeah. schedule like around times I know you're going to be busy and not being like, like, can you do something today? And she's like, oh, no. And he'd be like, oh, yeah. why not? Like, it's just work or whatever. And that was always hard, especially working seven to seven, because people are like, let's go to the happy hour. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I can't. I'm here till seven. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting off. So knowing right. when she's around and then if she's a night shift person, when she's working night shift, it's always like fun to do breakfast dates and stuff like that. There you go. Yeah. Um, likely a lot of people who work night shift don't fully keep like a flipped schedule like when i worked night shift i would work the nights and sleep those days but on my off days i would probably it was like kind of a hodgepodge of sleeping and whatever so if she's working nights like that that was the time that we would like go do lunch dates because you like kind of sleep in the morning and then you kind of sleep at night and you just like get off yeah you kind of break out yeah it's because it's hard to get home from a night shift at seven yeah fall asleep at nine and wake up at five right yeah that's how many times realistically does that happen? Well, like, like I was having to be on Ambien to like even yeah. sleep. Blackout curtains and Ambien and just 
they were like, I had the most windows in my apartment and it was so bright in there, even with like what I attempted at mm-hmm. blackout curtains and they were doing construction Oof. next to my apartment all the time. Any, uh, any advice when it comes to like texting with a nurse, like can she text on a shift? Like how, it how, just kind of much... depends on how busy she is. Okay. Most people are going to have their phone okay. and that actually is how Will and I got to know each other like the best because mm-hmm. I, when we first met on Twitter, I, um, I was working night shift for a few months yep. and, um, we would like text all hours of the night. Like wow. he, he would stay up late and text me. Yeah, that's, that is some of the most fun, like the honeymoon phase texting yeah. until three in the morning. It's like, yeah. I mean, poor Will was probably not doing at all. <laughs> and then because he was in Michigan and I was in Texas and he was an hour ahead, he would call me because he was going to work on my way home from work. And we oh, would nice. Talk. Okay. So that was always really fun. There you go. I, probably not as enjoyable for Will as it was for me because it was a nice distraction yeah. like in the middle of the night. Um, mm-hmm. And especially when you work night shift, there's a lot less people around. So usually you're able to like text and stuff like that a little gotcha. bit easier. But it just depends on how busy you are. Yeah. Okay. I mean, same thing at anybody else's job. Like, uh, no, mm-hmm. no nurse, to my knowledge, has G chat. So all my friends are like, "We're all G chatting each other." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, my computer Wait, at work literally is only like to doc to do charting, yeah, and like look up stuff on the internet. Like, you don't use that work. Wait, computer. your work friends G chat or your friends at home G chat? Like my other friends that were not my work the- friends. I've never heard of anybody doing that. What G chat? Like I G chat within my company. Are you like Barcelona was all G chat? We G chat all day. I mean, I think that I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if other people are G chatting other people, but like gotcha. all my friends would be like, "Oh yeah, like on G chat." Like oh, okay. my friend who's like an engineer, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is G chat?" Like I had no clue <laughs> because like I, at work, like your computer, you have. You carry around your regular phone and then you carry around probably like another iPhone that's got all the work shit on it. So you mm-hmm. can like call different people. And I would have to carry a pager and a fucking fanny pack. Like I looked like a. <laughs> and then you would like document stuff on the computer on these like old ass Windows 97 computers. Oh, like yeah. had n- the only thing that you could do on the Internet was like look up via like your interweb. Right. Like what, you know, medication interacts with another medication yeah exactly like you're not like shopping online yeah (laughs) or sally would have tried it or like watching the masters (laughs) from your computer watching march madness like no have those pulled up um the other side of this question he asked me did any like did hinge cause any hiccups with starting a relationship and and my answer is absolutely not and i don't think it should i think the way to use hinge when you're into somebody is to get off hinge as quickly as possible. Right. Like yeah. Caroline and I had each other's numbers within a probably four to six days of being yeah. on hinge, I guess. And then and then once like you meet up for the first time, it just becomes it like any other relationship, I guess. Um but I don't think hinge hinge online in a bar at work, uh at summer camp doesn't it doesn't really matter to me because once you're once you meet for the first time or meet in person and all of those things I just discussed are vehicles to meet for the first time. Um I think then it's all it kind of, you know, comes together and then it's the same thing from there, more or less. Uh long distance being probably the exception to that, but 
even then it's just kind of like then you text and FaceTime and see each other when you can. So yeah. I don't think Hinge had any hiccups in that. And then how do you go about taking a leap and making it official with the girl from Hinge? Same thing. I I don't think it I don't think it matters how you met because at some a certain point it all sort of becomes the same in relationships. Right. Whether it's hinge or dating or coffee shops or whatever, meeting through a friend, once you know each other, um, you kind of make that call. And I've never been good at the like when is this official thing? I think all like three of my serious relationships I've had have been like awkward. You know, after talking for a month or two, it's like, so uh, do you want to like be my girlfriend? Haha. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, okay, cool. And it's kind of just implied at that point. But I don't even know if Will and I ever had a DTR. Yeah. I don't, I think that the only reason I did is because I could tell they wanted to. I guess. And I was just like, yeah, I kind of assumed this, but just sort of throwing it out there. Like, here's the yeah, o- official. Like, it used to be I Facebook. Told him official. I loved him, and then I was like, "Well, it's going to be really awkward if like one of us starts yeah. dating someone else." Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I don't, th- I wouldn't overthink the hinge side of things. It's just a vehicle to get people in the same room. Yeah, you know what you could have used, Sally, after those long twelve-hour shifts, or during, or during twelve-hour shifts, mm-hmm. some liquid IV. I do use them during my. Do you really? Because well, I work ten-hour shifts. Okay. But I mean, I would still use it. And you mentioned this before is when you are in the OR, it's hard to stay hydrated. Nurses know. Anybody in healthcare knows that it's incredibly hard to stay hydrated because you're so busy. And a lot of times you're in a situation where you can't drink water. Mm -hmm. There's literally like you're not supposed to have water out in patient care areas. You're like, they want us to work for 12 hours on our feet, but like also not have access to (laughs) hydration. It's concerning, but liquid IV is great because when I can take a break and go chug a water, I throw one in there and I feel way better because my hydration was multiplied. What if I told you that one stick of liquid IV hydration multiplier in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone? I would believe you. Because you do it on the right. Because I do. Liquid IV hydration comes in refreshing flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. Whether you're feeling, you know, pushing your body too hard at a workout or on your feet for 10 hours in the OR, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. And I'm first, I'm on like a water journey right now. Ever since I've gotten, I'm I'm drinking a a soft drink right now, Uh, but I've been drinking more water because I have a new uh, vessel for my water. Mm-hmm. And it really helps. I didn't realize how much water does for like losing weight. Like you, if you drink a lot of water, it also helps you lose weight. Your skin. And your skin and your hair and your nails. And liquid IV can help because one stick of liquid IV, like I said, in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and made with premium ingredients. What makes liquid IV so effective, Sally? Uh, CTT is the oh, answer. I thought you were going to ask me the science. Cellular question. transport technology. It's designed to rep- enhance the rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. I've said this all the time. I'm a, I'm a liquid IV at all different times of day, in the morning after night out for hangovers. Uh, in the afternoon when I'm hitting a bit of a wall, I go to the energy multiplier, the matcha flavor. Uh, if I'm feeling a little run down, my body needs some immune support. I'll go to the liquid IV immune support. 
Uh, and after workouts, after hockey on Tuesday mornings. Yeah. Pop a liquid IV. Boom. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Promo code MAILIN. Are you ready for the next one, Sally? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, guys. I just got engaged. Congratulations. Very excited to marry the love of my life. I've had a couple inquiries from friends about the bachelor party. Herein lies the problem. My college friends started getting married right after college. And slowly over the past seven years, I've been invited to five bachelor parties and been asked to be in five weddings in that group. Every time someone in that group gets married, it's just the college guys who are in the groom's party and who would go to the bachelor party. They mostly live around each other and most aren't super social and haven't built new friend groups in the past seven years. On the other hand, I consider myself pretty social. I've always been good at making new groups of friends and frankly, while I'm still very close with one college guy, the rest I only see at weddings. I have a couple other groups of friends who I've become much closer with, a couple through fantasy hockey, shouts to friend of the pod, uh, Pete Blackburn for selecting our draft order last year, a couple through work, a few through my grad program, etc. These are all separate groups, but groups that would gel well together and maybe not so much with my college friends. My question is, am I beholden to the long-time friend group and need to invite seven guys I'm not really close with on my bachelor party? Already decided we're just doing immediate family as wedding party. Phew. Do I cut them and just know it will crush some of them who will see this uh, as closure? Or do I do two separate? Bachelor parties. Love you guys. P.S. Brett, look to join the Rebels hockey team at the chat. Great group of guys. I am taking this summer, but I'll, uh, good luck to the Rebels. Anyway, Sally, what do you do here? Don't invite them. You just have a bachelor party of 24 guys? No, I mean, like, this is every 20 somethings like reality. Mm-hmm. You have the people that you, were part of their wedding because you were friends with them in college or even high school and you are in their wedding, went to all their shit, whatever. But just because they didn't make new friends doesn't mean that you have to include them. That sounds really harsh, but like yeah. to me, I'm like, if you don't want to hang out with them on a random weekend, like, do you really want to invite them to your bachelor party? Like, no, 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 it's you're totally right. And this can be a tactical answer because the answer is don't, you don't have to invite them. You've grown up, you've yeah. made new friends, you have new friend groups that you're excited to gel together. You invite the one guy you're still really close with right. and would like go visit. Right. But the other guys get the wedding invite because you were in their wedding. Um, and that's, you leave it at that, I think. I don't think it's necessary to have them at the bachelor party. If they ask, dude, like, dude, what's what's with the bachelor party thing? Just be like, hey guys, like, got got friends that I'm close with now that are yeah. going to get that invite before you I don't guys. even think somebody will ask if they ask. Yeah, if they ask, it's it's going to be... Awkward. I don't know. No, I, you don't have to invite them. I, and yeah. let me let us help you about feeling better about that because you, I, I, I think mean, you're fine. People get left out of stuff. It's fine, yep. especially with weddings. You should have the people there that you want to be surrounded with that you'll have the most fun with and not because you feel like you have like this weird sense of loyalty to them mm-hmm. because you went to college with them. Yeah. 
know that Randy Sally just said she didn't want to have fun with me at the wedding or will it's too bad. Just kidding, Sally. Um, yeah, this is, this is easy. Yeah. Um, I understand where he's coming from, obviously, but like I went to shoot, I went to a wedding when I was 23 that I probably won't invite that college friend. I've been in weddings that, well, we had a small wedding, but when we were having the regular wedding, I was in people's weddings and I was like, you're not invited to my wedding. Yeah. And And not because I'm like, oh, I'm too cool for you. I'm literally like, we don't speak anymore based on like just random set of circumstances that like we're not close. Yeah. And it's nobody's fault. It's like nobody got mad. You just kind of lives split and go other directions. And that's fine. That's growing up. So it's been long enough now. Like, congratulations on getting engaged. Don't let this be a worry. Build the bachelor party that you want to build, not because somebody else wants to build it for you. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Uh, Two more, Sally. They're kind of fun ones. You ready? I think we can knock these out in 12 minutes. We bought a restaurant grade frozen machine for about $1,000 and use it for a ton of parties and gatherings. A fringe friend asked to borrow it for a family party that we will not be at. We've yet to lend it to anyone and are hesitant to do so because of how expensive it is. It's also super heavy and hard to carry. If we say yes, then that could open a can of worms. If we say no, then we really can't lend it to closer friends, etc. Help. Um. Okay. <laughs> first, first of all, of all <laughs> first of all, wish I would have known this because I would have hit you up so that I could use it for my own personal party, mm-hmm. aka Fritz's birthday. Right. But I already rented one. Uh, and I'm just kidding because I don't even know where you live and if it would be feasible for me to borrow your margarita machine. Um, second of all, you're totally able to say no, especially because they're a French friend, especially because you're not going to be there. Absolutely. So to clarify, this person actually hit me up in my DMs and asked me this question first. Okay. And I literally said to them, I was like, damn, wish I would have known so that I could borrow it. <laughs> um, and it sounds, it, so it, the person that wants to borrow it mm-hmm. is asking for a birthday party of a kid that they're not invited to. And I'm like, okay, if you're not even invited to the party, I don't think that you, you, it's so easy to tell this person no. And like, yeah. granted, if you were having a party, Brett, that you were like, I'm having like a, a guy's get together, whatever, and you wanted to borrow something of ours, I'd probably be like, yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, so, and it's something that I'm not invited to, but like, this feels like if, if it's a family kid's birthday, like you should probably be invited. And the fact that you're not really proves that you're not close enough with them to, for them to be lending it. You know, or borrowing it from you. Yeah, I agree. I'm happy to like lend my stuff out to friends for things that I'm not invited to, but this feels like you're not even close enough to make it to their kid's birthday. No, you're, and you're right from a, from like a social standpoint. I think logistically here, and I'm like, I don't want to pick it up because I, I, you know, working in the beer distributing industry from like 16 to 20, uh, I know like the event machines mm-hmm. and like the pretzel makers and the hot dog cookers, they are very big. They're very heavy. They're very hard to like maneuver unless you have dollies and whatnot. Yeah. You know it's not going to come back clean. Right. You know it's there's like a very good chance that something's going to be out of place. It's not going to work as well as it did beforehand. 
it's just a, like a lot of hassle that I wouldn't want to go through and just hey man sorry like too too much liability here right uh, rent one for twenty five bucks for the afternoon whatever yeah so we are renting one for Fritz's and it. There is a lot of stuff. Like he called yeah. the guy called me. I was like, "Okay, do you have stairs leading to where it needs to go? Do you you have to have this kind of plug? And there's like to have heavy this machinery, of like yeah. space around it. it. Needs to be outside, but not in the sun. It needs to do this. And then he's like, "I'll come pick it up, and we'll we're gonna clean. You know, they have it down to a science because it's a rental place. Sure. Um, and somebody honestly should just be renting it. Like they definitely are capable. There's rent definitely it. places around the city yeah. that they want." Um, I think, and I don't think that it's awkward if you tell them no, and then you let, you know, your best friend use it for their family party because you, for me, I'm like, if this person breaks it, are they going to immediately pay me back and buy me a new one? No. And if you think like there's a chance that that answer is no, then you should say no to them. Yeah. You but you what? also don't owe them anything no. at all. It's your property. <laughs> If you want to, just say, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, and bring, like, your blender over. Oh, yeah, here you go. Uh, well, I said, but I think if you feel awkward just being like, hey, no, we don't rent it out. Because actually, okay, so we full, another full disclosure, when we were looking at renting, my, one of my mom's really good friends has one. Okay. And she was like, oh, I'll ask her. And I was like, I mean, we can rent one, too. I don't yeah. really care. And so we asked her, and she was like, yeah, we don't we don't rent, we don't let people borrow it. Yeah. And I, I was like, and the, Freaking totally understood. Fair. They're yeah. heavy. Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass. So you could just be like, hey, we really haven't let anybody borrow it. And I think, it, like, sorry. Or you make up a sob story. Be like, yeah, actually we did. And then they yeah. broke it. So we don't do it anymore. Or, Boom. I I mean, if you're really uncomfortable just telling them the truth, which is no, uh, you can also be like, oh, we're using that that day. Yeah, actually, sorry. You're not together. invited to that party that we're having. Of it. It's not, well, <laughs> you're like, my mom's using it that day for her. Her party. Her so. embroidery yeah. party that Sally's not invited to. Yeah. So I I think it's perfectly acceptable to tell someone no. You should always, always, whether they're a French friend or your best friend or a random person, feel comfortable telling people no that something mm-hmm. was something that you're not comfortable with. Um, and you don't owe anybody any excuse. I think it's easier for people to give an excuse because it makes them feel less bad. Um, totally. Women are really good at this because I actually saw a tweet today that kind of reminds me of this, but you know how women are always like, no worries if not, or like, don't, no problem if not. Like, that's our whole thing is like, we're supposed to be like strong, confident women. And then we're like, but like, seriously, don't worry about it if you can't. And I'm really bad about that. Like, I'm really bad about saying something like, hey, I need your help with this, but no problem if you can't do it. And so you don't have to qualify anything you ask for. Just ask. And the worst thing that they can say is no or vice versa. If you're telling someone no, like Mm -hmm. they ask you a question, they may, there's two answers and they have to expect that you could tell them no. So you don't have to give them an excuse of as to why they can't borrow your margarita machine. You don't have to give anybody an excuse as to why you don't want to go on a date with them or you don't want to go to their party or you don't want to do whatever it is that you don't want to do. All you have to say is, no, I'm sorry. I'm all set. Yeah. Thanks. But no thanks. It's just a life lesson. Just be comfortable speaking your truth. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm and not be comfortable, comfortable accepting the answer no. And it sounds like the person who asked didn't ask the question asker. Mm-hmm. 
she asked his wife. And so I'm like, if she feels really uncomfortable just saying no, it's always easy to be like, hey, I'm so I asked so-and-so and he's just really not comfortable lending it out. Boom. Done. If you really can't take the responsibility yourself, blame it on the other person. Yeah. <laughs> I do that to Will all the time. Now, now all I want is a frozen margarita. Yeah. Even though I, I have like one a year, I'm not really into them. It sounds because it's it's really fucking hot outside. It sounds awesome right now. Yeah. Uh, oh man. We are not having margs, but we are having frozen drinks. Okay. At the party. Okay. Pina coladas. Let's freaking Dark go. Floaters. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's do the last one, Sally. Okay. Good afternoon, Sally and Brett. The fiance and I are going to Cabo in June for our honeymoon. We will be staying 10 days in an all-inclusive resort that my sister hooked it up uh, because she works for a major hotel company. Shouts. My question is, where in Cabo should we go? Attractions, restaurants, any thoughts or suggestions would be highly appreciated. First time, long time, signed, soon to be married couple. By the way, before we answer this, which is going to be mostly you because I've never been in Cabo, um, I kind of like these. I know people are... Like, oh, like what we're talking about Saratoga or Cabo or Denver or San Diego. Like everybody, it's always good to know more about a city you're going to from the perspective of people in their mid-20s and mid-30s mm-hmm. versus like going on Yelp or going yeah. to Google and like Cabo restaurant. Click, click, yeah. click, bebop, boop. Sally knows her shit when it comes to Cabo. I know my shit when it comes to Saratoga. Like take it from people your age that have been there. So. I like doing more of these as kind of like a follow, like last question we can kind of do quickly at the end of the podcast. So that being said, Sally, what should I do in Cabo or this person? Brett, you don't even have to qualify why we are answering this question because you should just do it unapologetically, okay? Thank you. Um, okay. I actually get asked this question all the time in yep. DMs. And so I'm going to preface this with when my family does Cabo, we normally rent a house and mm-hmm. we... Usually, because especially because there's kids involved now, we like stay at that house, eat at that house 90% of the time and leave only for uh, golf and like one or two lunches or dinners. So I'm going to give the places that we love Mm -hmm. and that we go to. There are cooler new spots that I have recently heard of and a great, again, I always say this, but like I can tell you what I like. It's always nice to like use the social media, like ask a question and be like, hey, going to Cabo in June, sit, let us know your recs because then people can like answer like, oh my God, went to here and fish tacos are amazing, blah, blah. Correct. So also 10 days is a freaking long time. Shouts. Cabeza like, watch. That is going to be awesome because when's the last time you like literally laid there for 10 days and did nothing? It's going to be great. I'm 10 really... days all inclusive is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have to think about money one time you unless like, you, I mean, unless you go off resort. Awesome. So you also have some more time to really like when I go to Cabo, especially when we're like at a house or when we're going in May, we like are there for a purpose that we don't get to get out and do some like random stuff. And mm-hmm. so you're really going to have time to like explore if you want or you could just like lay there and drink tropical drinks and be fine nothing wrong with that um okay uh always fun to do flora farms acre and i think there's a new restaurant over in that area but they're 
in the San Jose del Cabo area. So really, um, some people used to do it like coming from the airport because it's close. Cause like once you're in Cabo San Lucas, it's like an hour away, Okay. but that's kind of exhausting to like fly in and then go straight to Flora farms. Mm -hmm. Again, these people have 10 days to play with. So I think you've got time, uh, going to Flora farms or acre. Both are like really nice eco properties that have restaurants that are really cool. I personally prefer Flora for lunch, Flora Farms, because it's like an actual farm. You can like walk around the property. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with Acre. We've done Acre for dinner a couple of times, which has been, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. I almost feel like going for like lunch or early evening when it's like light outside, you could like actually see what's going on is nice. So one or two of those, there's some farm to table, something that's over there that just opened too, that we were talking about in January. And I can't remember the name. But I'm sure if you looked up like four of farms an acre on a map. Okay. You, you could, could figure it. something out. Uh, number two is like my go-to spot in Cabo is the office. So the office is like down near like the marina. Um, you eat on the beach and people are like – the food is fine, but it's really more for the atmosphere. Yeah, it's just heard, like a crazy that's the one I've heard fun. Of. Yeah. Place. Spring breaky type kind yeah, of Yeah, it's not like but it's like a little bit older crowd. Okay. So next door to the office is Mango Deck, which is like legit spring breaker. Like they do wet t-shirt contests and shit. So if you're like looking to go like party, that's Randy. Mango Deck is your spot. Uh, but we always do the office for dinner. We have done it for lunch one time. The only issue with like doing lunch down there when you're on the beach is there are all these people like literally peddling like headbands that say I eat ass at you and then uh, like yeah. also like offering you Coke. And it's just like mm. a little overwhelming if you're like trying to like enjoy a margarita and like a fish taco. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Sounds so like it. I personally like the office at night because they like play music and everyone's like, it's pretty festive. Uh, Edith's is another restaurant that I love that we're going to do in Cabo in May. Brett, you're invited to that reservation. Um, it's Shots. a gorgeous, gorgeous restaurant. And um, it's not on the water, but it's like got all these, this awesome decoration. And that's really close to the office as well. Then there is like the marina that, it's been a really long time since I've gone to the marina. That's where you have like Squid Row. Yep. Again, like on your honeymoon, are you going to want to go to Squid Row? Probably not. Apparently there's mm. a bagatelle there now. Didn't know that. Yeah. Like as of, I guess, in the past year and people were saying that's great. Okay. You could do that. Um, there are some spots in the marina. They're not, they're like touristy, but not in a great way. Mm -hmm. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I see it. Like, like no offense seaside but like uh, well seaside. everything in cabo is touristy everyone in cabo is a tourist essentially mm -hmm. but it's like the the day cruisers and stuff that are yeah. there it's just like a lot of people that i personally like when i'm going on vacation would rather like disconnect but another thing that you should absolutely do because you're gonna have so much time is like see if you could charter a boat yeah if oh, that's yeah. like that water. would be like something to like splurge on that either the hotel can help you with or you can look up, I'm sure, using the internet or ask a travel agent, but either probably getting on a boat that has multiple people or if, like, you want to, like, really blow some money for a couple hours, uh, you and your wife, like, doing, like, where all the rocks and stuff are mm -hmm. and Lover's Beach and whatever else. Gotcha. So that's all 
near the marina in Pedregal. And then on the other side where we're going to be okay. um, on the Pacific side are some newer hotels that are really nice. Um, the Waldorf Astoria is really nice and they've got some really cool restaurants that are like on this cliff. Nice. Um, there's tons of really, really nice restaurants at all of these like exclusive resort properties. For me, I'm like, I don't love going to like another hotel to go to dinner. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying there. Uh, especially because everything in Cabo is pretty spread out. Like okay. I think Edith's and the office are nice because it's like they're in a central location. But we are going to go to the Waldorf Astoria to go to like their champagne bar that's like on the cliff when we're there in May. Um, Not bad. And um, I know that Nobu has a couple, like obviously Nobu has Nobu, but then they also have Malibu Farms, which is like fun to eat at. Um, but as far as like, I think the must do spots, like I said, the floor acres are like way over in San Jose. Um, then you've got the office and Edith that are next to each other and then like doing a boat day. And then if he's, if you're, well, oh, a guy asked it, right? I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah. If I you want to golf, so. golfing is a little more difficult to totally do because a lot of places now require you to be a member or staying at the hotel. Mm -hmm. But if you want to golf and that's something that your fiance or wife now would want to like go ride along or if she golfs or whatever, that could be a fun activity. There's some really gorgeous golf courses there. Yeah. My dad's favorite is Cabo del Sol just because mm -hmm. it's like you don't have to be a member to get on and nice. you're right on the, the coast. There you go. Yeah. Do have her do a spa day and you golf yeah. for a morning. I mean, I know that's like sexist, but I mean, if she or wants flip -flop. to. flip-flop. Yeah. If you want to do a spa day and she golfs, great. But like also the beauty of Cabo is literally laying on a chair all day next to the pool, overlooking the ocean, eating guacamole and drinking margarita. That sounds Easy. Fucking perfect. The thing I'm looking forward to is uh, the sunset. Yeah, because we're going to be on the sunset side. Sunset side. Because we're on the Pacific side. Sure are. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. And like Nobu slash Cabo slash golf. Yeah. Slash our reservations. At I mean, you could also go to SDK in the airport, which is like the most confusing SDK that's ever existed. Okay. Why does it exist in the Cabo airport? I don't know. Who knows? Excited for you guys, though. Cabo in June. Sounds great. Sounds like it's going to be perfect, like uh, hot but not too hot type of thing. It's arid there, which is good. Nice. It's deserty. Can't wait. Uh, so that's going to do it for us today. Anything else before we jump out of here? I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, next time we do the mail-in, it will be in the new stew. So shouts to the Lodge for all the mail-ins over the years. It's been real. It's been real. Uh, subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the podcast. Please hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman. On both of those platforms as well. We'll see you guys next week from HQ 3.0. Bye. Ya.